Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and well we actually have a lot to go through. Uh, the gears are turning in Hollywood to reopen so let's start with the biggest story. So the biggest story is the flurry of announcements and some backlash on the main theater chains in America and their reopening plans. For the big three, being AMC, Cinemark, and Regal, I will go through the main policies one by one and then give my quick thoughts about it. Starting with AMC, they will reopen 450 of their 600 theaters across the country on July 15th. Both customers and employees will need to wear masks when they come in and employees will get temperature checks when they start their shift, while customers will not have to do that. For customers who do not have a mask, they'll have to buy one for $1 when they get there, if they want to get in. For cleaning, they'll be doing more deep cleaning between screenings and use stronger filters for the AC. Theaters will also have every other row closed to keep with social distancing, and there'll be one-way traffic in and out of the theaters. For the capacity for each screen, AMC will start with 30% per showing, aiming for 50% by Labor Day, and in full capacity by Thanksgiving. For food, there will be a simplified menu, but getting refills on those large sodas and popcorns will not be available at the start to reduce contact. Cinemark will be reopening in multiple waves. The first happened last week, with a few opening in Dallas, but most will reopen within the first three weeks of July. Like AMC, they will have reduced seating, a more limited menu, and prevention tactics like using stronger filters, hand sanitizer, and cleaning in between shows. For face masks right now, they will require them when it is ordered by state or local law, otherwise it will just be strongly recommended. For content, they will be offering the new movies at release like Unhinged, Tenant, and Mulan, but also offer classics like Inception and The Matrix at reduced prices of $5 per adult and $3 per child. Finally, Regal will be opening starting July 10th. Both employees and guests will need to wear masks. Employees will get temperature checks when they come to work. Regal will be implementing paying for concessions on the Regal app for contactless payment with a reduced menu and every other register open for social distancing. Unlike AMC, Regal will only have a 50% reduced capacity for showings, and that is dependent on local and state regulations. For the social distancing in between seats, there will be two blocked off for every one seat. So, say you sit in seat 1 of row 12, the next available seat in that row will be seat 4, then 7, and so on. Now before these details were finalized, there was some blowback from people online, and rightfully so. AMC and Regal both said that they would only recommend people wear masks, but it is not a requirement. This was made worse by AMC CEO's statement that the reason for it is to not get involved in uh, the political debate. After the backlash on it, AMC changed their mind and Regal changed theirs shortly after. Thank God they changed it, because that was one of the stupidest things said during the pandemic. The masks are not a political issue, and if you think it is, just stop listening to the podcast. The data has been clear for months. If you want to have a normal, outgoing life for the rest of the year, you need to wear a mask. It is simple as that. And guess what? I want to go back to the theaters, but I'm not going to if people refuse to wear masks and be this stupid. It's not that hard. For the rest of the safety precautions enacted by all three chains, uh, I think it's good. A limited menu is good to start because it'll be a bit of a pain to eat and drink and the move with the mask around to do so. So... That makes sense. Uh, also, stopping the free refills is a smart way to reduce contact. I would say my only worry is the new cleaning tech most of them are going to be using to clean the theaters. I would hope it's strong enough to actually do the cleaning needed and disinfect the chairs and the air. But I haven't looked up how effective it is. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. 
Uh, but for me, though, I'm going to wait a week or two and see how people react to these new policies and guidelines and see if they are able to actually follow them or not. Looking at the worldwide reopenings, theaters in France will be able to start opening June 22nd at a 50% capacity. Along with this, the guidelines are that there must be an open seat on both sides of someone for social distancing, and that while a mask is needed to enter the theaters, it will not be required when you sit down. Overall, these rules are a bit lax compared to, say, Germany, where they are limited by the amount of people in the theater, usually around 100, instead of a percentage of the seats available. Now, let's talk about some of the movies being made. First is the sci-fi epic Dune, which will be headed to Hungary in August to shoot some additional footage. Deadline is exclusively reporting that the shooting is not a cause for concern, and there are currently no plans to push back its December release date. I sure hope so, because this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Dennis Villeneuve always does fantastic work. While Gary Wright waits for his new movie, Last Night in Soho, to come out next spring, he has apparently set his eyes on the next movie to make, which is a thriller. Deadline is also exclusively reporting that Universal Studios has gotten a movie rights for a thriller novel called The Chain, and Edgar Wright is set to direct it. As for what the movie is about, let me just read this excerpt from the Deadline article. Quote, the chain tells the story of Rachel who learns that her 11-year-old daughter has been kidnapped. The only way to get her back is to kidnap another child. Her daughter will be released only when the next victim parent kidnap another child. If Rachel doesn't kidnap another child, or if that child's parents doesn't kidnap a child, her daughter will be murdered. She is now part of the chain, a terrifying and meticulous chain letter-like kidnapping scheme that turns parents from victims into criminals. So it does sound like a great idea for a movie and for Edgar Wright. I think this is a great pick for him to continue to grow and push himself to do more. Besides comedy movies, he'll have now done horror with Last Night in Soho and a thriller with this movie. I'll look forward to seeing it whenever it comes out. With San Diego Comic-Con canceled for the year, Warner Brothers has taken matters into their own hand and will be having a massive DC online event called the DC Fandom. It will be a 24-hour event where panels for multiple projects will be held. For the movie side, this includes news and updates for the Batman, Black Adam, Flash, Wonder Woman 1984, Suicide Squad, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now as to what I actually expect from the show, I think we'll get a full trailer for Wonder Woman since that's out in October. There has only been one trailer. A teaser trailer for the Suicide Squad and a tease of some footage of Zack Snyder's Justice League and the Batman. Uh, all three of those movies are set to come out next year. So basically continue promotion for Wonder Woman, start to wrap that up, and then start the promotion and teases for the big three movies next year. Uh, for Black Adam and The Flash, they have not started filming yet, so I don't expect any footage, clearly, uh, but I do expect some casting announcements to flesh out that film. So Flash, for example, if they're going to do Flashpoint, let's start naming some characters because Flashpoint does have quite a few DC characters that they need to confirm will or whether will or whether they won't be in the movie. But besides that, there will be TV news as well and video game announcements. So can we please get the Batman game that has been teased for so long? Please, Warner Brother Games. VOD Premium is a bit late this week, but first let's talk about IMAX. IMAX has struck a deal with Hulu to stream their documentaries on the service, with 16 of them included. I think this is a good deal overall, and this allows IMAX to make some money as theaters start to reopen, and Hulu gets some quality content to show. I'd be interested in watching this, but I do wonder if it's going to be in proper IMAX ratio or cut down. It would suck if it was cut down. Lastly, Warner Brothers is moving Scoob onto HBO Max quicker than I thought they would, and that it's coming to the service June 26th. At first glance, this makes me think the numbers were not that good, and Deadline seems to think so. 
writing that they heard overall was about 35 to 40% less than Trolls World Tour. So it seems the issue for Scoob is that while it opened stronger than Trolls, its likes did not keep up and fell behind quite a bit. Also, while it is a kid's movie, the poor reviews probably did not help either. So this is a good for HBO Max, but with a lot of movies leaving at the end of June, this does not make up for that content. And it'll be interesting to see what else Warner Brothers can do to make the service a success, because right now people are not warming up to it. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. What did you think about these stories talked about here? Let me know on my Facebook page. Link to it is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next week.